So I am delighted now uh, to host a session on uh, Greek shipping at the forefront of global trade, industry, and thought leadership. And uh, we just had uh, the um, ringing of the closing bell at the New York Stock Exchange. Nikos Tsakos uh, uh, led the group. Uh, and I'm delighted that uh, for this discussion, we have with us uh, Mr. Nikos Tsakos, who is the, pre the founder, uh, president and CEO of Tsakos Energy Navigation, listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Nikos has also been the chairman of Intertanko for four years, and therefore he has a larger industry footprint beyond his own uh, corporate presence, Tsakos Energy Navigation being one of the major global independent energy transporters. Uh, and I would like to thank him, of course, for being a steady supporter of Capital Link Forums and of this forum, being a lead sponsor for, for, you know, for the whole uh, time this forum has been uh, in existence. Uh, I'd like to thank also Costas Paris, the senior reporter from the Wall Street Journal, for hosting us today uh, and for having the discussion with Nikos on critical topics on the global industry and, of course, uh, on Greek shipping. And without any further delay, I will turn it over to Kostas and uh, Nikos. And thank you both for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Nikos. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Nikos. Uh, Mr. Chagos, uh, 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 we're really uh, glad to have you uh, uh, this year uh, at the event. Uh, uh, let me uh, just start uh, with uh, 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 something that is, in the, is sometimes difficult to understand by many uh, in, 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 uh, in, in the greater transport community. Greece is a small nation, but it is in the forefront of shipping for decades. It is the dominant nation, uh, both in terms of tonnage and in terms of ships. How will a small country like Greece continue to maintain its dominant position, given that other nations, especially uh, from Asia, like China, have state funding to fund their fleets, uh, and they have all the financing that they need with easy terms uh, uh, to up their scale. Well, Kosas, thank you very much, and uh, good afternoon to all. It has been a, an exciting virtual day. Uh, last year, it was a, an exciting live day. I hope next year we can go back to the live ringing of the bell, and thank you all for organizing it, uh, Nick Bournozis and, and his team. Greece, uh, as you rightly said, it's, uh, it's been on the far front uh, of shipping for uh, uh, generations from the ancient years. It's a country that uh, is surrounded by sea, and it controls 55% of the European Union uh, merchant marine fleet and more than 20% of the world fleet. So, I mean, that is by itself... Uh, an, an amazing uh, achievement for a country of around 10 million people. Uh, Greece is the size of a small village in China, uh, but it still controls uh, the majority of uh, world trade. It is a matter of tradition going back to the ancient, ancient years and the uh, mythology, the Odyssey, the Iliad. Uh, you can see how important sea has been for Greece and it has uh, transcended through the various uh, generations uh, so far here. The biggest risk uh, we are uh, facing 
is uh, the uh, cutoff of the chain of young people going to see. I think this is what has kept generation after generation for thousands of years reinventing themselves. Uh, that's what uh, we call uh, the startup shops. And uh, there are many, many startup shops uh, out of Greece for people who start with uh, two, three ships, uh, actually manned by relatives and uh, financed by you know the, the local community. So it's a, it's a very, very uh, basic uh, understanding of the Greek culture to, to be into shipping. And, and the human factor, because it's an industry which is, uh, uh, the human factor is very, very important, uh, is uh, if, if this is lost, I think Greece, it will be very difficult to maintain its predominance against the gigantic countries and all of the subsidies that they get. I understand. Let me, before we can just elaborate a little bit on this, uh, 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 going back to the country itself, how much does shipping and related services contribute to the Greek economy? And to your point, what will it take? Do we have enough of young people looking to become seafarers? What will it take to convince somebody to sail? Uh, and I understand that uh, your family, your business group is also involved in education of seafarers? Well, uh, I think uh, it is, it is uh, obvious to say that uh, if you are controlling 20% uh, of the world fleet, it's impossible to man all those vessels with, uh, with Greek uh, crew. Uh, the big effort is to maintain uh, young people coming up the ranks, from, uh, from the various uh, positions in engineering and, uh, and the captain's, uh, captain's rank. Uh, and of course, shipping today is not uh, what it was 40, 50 years ago. Uh, the vessels are uh, connected to the world. Uh, they are uh, uh, merchant vessels uh, of uh, the last technology. And the culture, you do not go to sea like the old days for two or three years at a time. You might spend three, four, five, six months and then uh, you know, go back home and come again. It is, it is an uphill battle, but uh, I think uh, uh, we will be winning it. All right. That it, 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 my next question uh, that would be uh, uh, a big challenge that has happened uh, over the past year with the Corona-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, one of the big issues in shipping, or probably the biggest issue in shipping was crew changes. Can you just uh, explain uh, to us why is it so difficult uh, uh, to uh, 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 make these people in the eyes of officials, the seafarers, I mean, as essential personnel. A lot of them have been at sea for about a year, weeks or months above uh, and beyond their, uh, their, uh, their contracts. And there are thousands waiting to go to work, but they cannot get to the ships. Well, yes, I think uh, the uh, COVID-19 uh, has uh, created a very, uh, an even playing field for all of us. We are experiencing uh, operational and commercial circumstances we have never seen before. However, the human factor, uh, since our industry is very human intensive, is uh, the most important and the most important one. I mean, we have uh, cases on a daily basis 
uh, where energy and actions are taken uh, in order to safeguard the mental and physical health of, of our crew. It is uh, a lot of countries have taken unilateral actions not to allow seafarers to board or, or to sign off or board on ships. Uh, and we have people that have been on board, have not seen their families physically that more than a year. Uh, I mean, this uh, is not the right way to go. Through the International Maritime Organization, IMO, we are trying to coordinate and make uh, this process uh, run smoothly. But in this uh, very, very challenging and uh, at times, it's, it's very hard to achieve. Another issue, uh, Mr. Tsakos, is uh, an uphill issue also for shipping, is the environmental regulations. Uh, the IMO has set its targets to have CO2 emissions uh, uh, by 2000. 50, uh, the European Union is taking its own initiatives uh, to bring this target or a different target uh, uh, further uh, uh, earlier on, uh, 2030. Uh, uh, these things are conflicting. Uh, uh, the proposals are conflicting and sometimes even the laws that have passed by regulators are conflicting at times uh, uh, for the shipping community. Uh, tell me, please, where we stand uh, as far as green initiatives are concerned, and the, when is the when do you see the next step in shipping, uh, major step in shipping, uh, to achieve this goal? Do you think that for how long, basically, are you going to be using the same ships as you do today? Well, I think uh, this is also uh, another another significant channel uh, that uh, you know we, we will have to navigate going uh, forward. But I have to, we have to, I think, pinpoint that shipping is uh, the the most efficient, economical, and environmentally friendly method in transporting vast quantities of goods uh, with a, a very small environmental footprint, which shipping is always trying to, to reduce. Just to put it in perspective for people who are, do not follow the industry closely, 90% of world trade is uh, been achieved with 2.8% negative contribution to the environment, which for me, it's still way, way, way too much. But this is uh, as much uh, smaller percentage than you know, 10%, which is the aviation industry, or close to 20%, which is the, the uh, road uh, and, and trucks uh, transportation of, of goods. So still, uh, I think I need to make clear that although shipping is not the major polluter, it's going to make every effort it can to achieve its targets for 2030 and 2050. Uh, we are not, uh, you know, shipping uh, is so much dependent on, on, on the environment that there is no way uh, that any shortcuts are going to be uh, accepted in order to achieve this. Can you tell me how the ship of the future, the green ship, when we eventually reach the point of zero emissions, can you envisage what kind of fuel uh, is it going to be using uh, to be powered? Is it going to be ammonia? Is it going to be biofuels? Is it going to be hydrogen? Is it going to be batteries? I understand 
that all these are alternatives that the industry is looking uh, at, but there are issues. There are issues with space. Uh, you have to cut your cargo space to move, to put in hydrogen tanks, for instance, or batteries. Uh, there are a number of issues. How do you see, Mr. Tsakos, the, the, the ship of the future? Well, I think the ship of the future really is going to be going back to the future. We will start having sales again, Costas. Uh, well, that's not a joke. People are trying that also because wind is a very powerful energy contributor. So you never know. There are, there are tests uh, that are happening. Uh, I mean... Even if I knew, I would not tell you because uh, it will, uh, you know, destroy my my advantage to our competition. But uh, now, joking apart, I think right now, short term, we have the solution that the IMO is um, has proposed from uh, January 2023, which is the reduction of speed. Uh, on existing vessels. I mean, that will have uh, a significant effect in reduce. There is no reason to, you know, to, to build uh, ships. It's like, uh, it's like on the road. Right now, we, you have uh, a speed limit of 55 or 60 in the United States and whatever in kilometers in, in, in Europe. Uh, but, uh, and the cars that we build uh, are able to actually you know, navigate three times the speed. Uh, so it's the same in shipping. I think we are going to be having a, a, a speed limit from now until 2030 that will significantly reduce the, the emissions and give time to, to the scientists and to the engineers and to the shipyards to work on their, on their solutions, be it the hydrogen, be it ammonia, uh, be it natural gas, which it's another good option uh, to build the right ship. So I think slow steaming is, is, is the medium term, I would say, quick fix it. It could be the quick fix. Your uh, clients uh, 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 and the people that you charter your ships uh, would complain on, on, on the flip side of the coin that this will give them uh, less service, uh, less port calls, less frequent port calls. Uh, and uh, uh, it would create even more problems. I'm sure you know that, especially uh, in the container, uh, in the container shipping market, there are calls for faster steaming because service uh, is 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 slow for various reasons. Why do you have? What do you have to say to that? Uh, I believe that uh, the majority of 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 our vessels. Uh, are vessels that are contributing to inventory storage. So the big vessels, the VLCCs, they're just moving oil from one refinery to another, from uh, one deposit to the other. Um, iron ore uh, actually is piled up on, on existing iron ore. So, so it's really, it's, it's, not, uh, uh, it, it's not something that has a due date. So I think it can be for a big part of the fleet uh, instead of uh, having to, to I would say, speed uh, without a cause, it's like rebel without a cause, rebel without a cause, here it's speed without a cause, we will have ways to, to reduce this for inventory. Of course, when you have emergencies, when you have emergencies because the weather is bad or because you have a, a specific reason, there will be allowances. But I think the, the, uh, the quick 
solution uh, until uh, from now until 2030 until technology finds its uh, its real real calling uh, is a very good solution and uh, uh, let me let me close with this uh, it, it, talk, talk to us a little bit about the tanker market since you are uh, uh, you have deep knowledge on this we've seen uh, we've seen very very wild swings uh, with the covid-19 pandemic and the accompanying collapse in oil prices tankers have, taken, have been taken out of operation to be used as uh, uh, floating storage of oil. Uh, 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 the, the tankers have also had issues uh, uh, in, in, in the Persian Gulf. Uh, uh, and then from, from there on, uh, the, the, the wild swings uh, uh, from uh, in, in freight rates, uh, you know, from, from way above, $100,000 a day to less than $20,000 a day, you've seen it all. Uh, so can I tell you how do you see the market in general uh, for energy products uh, going forward? And where do you see, do you think we will see again a normal market where somehow demand uh, will uh, uh, meet supply? Well, you are right. It has been a, what we call a, a roller coaster year. The first six months, people were, uh, you know, natural panic with uh, with uh, the epidemic, and uh, people uh, started buying vast qualities of inventorying oil. And, uh, that's when the tanker market, because of the cotango swings, also uh, the rates were very strong. And uh, the second six months, uh, the, the market uh, has been, uh, uh, I, I, the, the tanks are full and people need less and less. People are not moving around. So naturally, the demand for our services uh, is much lesser now and the market is at the, uh, significantly lower levels. In general, uh, on an average, I think 2020, uh, will be considered uh, a, a, significant, you know, a positive rate here for, uh, for, for, for the tanker market. Although none of us would like to live through another 2020 as positive as, as it was. I think uh, I was reading a magazine, uh, one of the, uh, of the trade magazines and rightly called it the worst year ever. And uh, so we're counting the days uh, to, for, for this uh, to, to move forward. Moving forward, uh, I, we hope by, by September next year, things will be normalized again, and we will be uh, looking at uh, earnings that we can, uh, that can be more predictable and more stable. One, one last question, uh, Mr. Sarkos. Uh, you run a big fleet uh, of tankers. Uh, uh, do you think that the uh, petroleum, but petroleum products as we move to greener solutions, whether it's air, it's solar, it's biofuels, will become less significant. Do you think uh, that? Do you think that over the next five years, for instance, uh, you and me will uh, pump their cars because, as you said, there's the the big environmental footprint coming in from cars and trucks. We'll pump up our, car, our cars with electricity rather than gasoline. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this this uh, this was the main question uh, before the COVID nineteen became the main question. That's that's what we were dealing uh, 
in, in the seminar uh, we had the, li the live seminar we had in uh, in New York uh, a year ago. Uh, I believe that uh, the world is will be making efforts and progress towards a greener uh, future. Uh, I am not sure that uh, the electric or the battery factor is going to be uh, the environmental footprint of batteries and the recycling uh, has really been uh, completely analyzed and, and determined. Uh, however, also, if in order for you to charge your car for, for uh, uh, with a battery, with an electric car, uh, electricity has to be developed somewhere, uh, and which a part of it comes will still come from uh, fossil oils. So I think um, looking forward, uh, the sustainability of the business is there, but not to the degree that uh, perhaps it was in the 70s and the 80s. But of course, uh, energy comes in other forms, uh, like hydrogen, like ammonia, like natural gas. Ships are transporting uh, these parts of the energy. So I do not think the tanker business will, will disappear. We will be carrying uh, different cargos. So it was been a pleasure to have you at uh, the event uh, this year. Again, I'd like to uh, wish you, your business and your family uh, happy holidays. Thank you. Stay safe. Uh, you know, stay, stay safe, and uh, hopefully, we can see all of you at least uh, Capital Link uh, in March if everything is good. Thank you very much.